The Chris and Joe Show. Brought to you by Parker and Sons Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical. A-plus rating with a Better Business Bureau. I'm Chris Merrill. He is Joe Huizinga. And, Joe, the one of the stories that broke yesterday, and, and I remember talking to you yesterday. I think I remember talking to you about it. Maybe I hallucinated this. Was, uh, hey, I think they're going to legalize magic mushrooms in Arizona. Mm. And you said, that doesn't sound right. And I said, no, I'm pretty sure. At least this was what I believe I dreamt. And then I found an article that said they might legalize magic mushrooms in Arizona. So dreams do come true, Joe. Yeah, we want to learn all about magic mushrooms. So joining us right now, Will Humble, the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association. Will, tell us about magic mushrooms. Well, good afternoon, guys. So uh, just going back just a second for a sec from what you said. This bill wouldn't actually legalize recreational use of magic mushrooms. What it would do is uh, require the state health department to offer licenses for clinicians that want to set up a practice um, to give to treat people with um, psilocybin, essentially magic mushrooms, for certain kinds of conditions, like for example PTSD. Uh, there's also some anecdotal evidence that it's useful for end-of-life palliative care for people with a, a terminal illness who are trying to come to grips with end-of-life. There's some evidence that using psilocybin can help with that, too. So it wouldn't, you know, the bill wouldn't say you can just take magic mushrooms recreationally. It would still be a criminal offense in that regard. But for people that have conditions, they would be able to um, go to a clinic that's licensed that would then be able to provide treatment with uh, psilocybin or magic mushrooms. Well, you just spent an awful lot of time telling me that this is not the same as legalizing marijuana. It seems that those who oppose this, are they keep saying, well, this is exactly what happened with marijuana. We were told it would help, and then all of a sudden it became a party drug. Uh, and this is exactly what they're trying to do. But as you just pointed out, this would have to be in a clinical setting with licensed clinicians. That's a little different than somebody can now grow their own weed in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's what this would do is it would set up a pathway so that those people that want to try the therapy uh, with the understanding that it's not approved by the FDA and there's, you know, it's not like medications that are proved safe and effective. This is not that kind of treatment because it's still in the experimental phase, but it would provide those folks that want to try it an opportunity to do it in a safe way that's regulated. So well, it's, yeah. Yeah, Will anyway. Humble is the Arizona Executive Director of the Arizona Public uh, Health Association. Uh, so, Will, how can we do this? It seems like a catch-22. We can't legalize it because there's not enough research. We can't do research because it's not legal to, to be able to study. How can we do studies if there isn't some at least uh, – uh, legalization for research purposes. Well, so the mushrooms that they would be using in these clinics, again, assuming that the bills pass and everything, um, and that the governor signs it and the health department finishes the regulations, the, the mushrooms would come from an approved source. So the DEA has um, authorized the growing of these psilocybin mushrooms in a laboratory here in, in I think it's in Scottsdale. And so you so that would be the dope you could only use the mushrooms that came out of that facility for the kind of treatment that is contemplated by in the bill that'd be part of the regulation then C 
Correct. It would be that the right. The state health department's regulations would, I hope, say, and the mushrooms need to come from an approved facility by the DA. So in a sense, it's not totally off the grid, you know, and because yeah. these mushrooms are from a, a, a place where that are authorized to grow uh, the mushrooms and, and it would be in a clinical setting. So I'm for it. I think it's a good thing. Um, there are people who want to try this that may or may not work for them. But the downside is pretty low. I mean, it's not like there's terrible side effects and stuff to it. And there would be some guardrails around what happens in that clinical setting. We're talking with Will Humble. He's the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association about magic mushrooms. Should they be approved for medicinal use here in Arizona? Will, let's go through pros, cons of of magic mushrooms. Give us the pros. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the pros are that there is some anecdotal evidence, and it's promising that it can be helpful for people with uh, PTSD, um, first responders, uh, you know, veterans, people who were in war and that kind of stuff. Um, there's also, in, in, you know, pretty good evidence that it's helpful for some people at end of life with a terminal illness. Um, the, the downside, so I think those people can benefit from it. And maybe some other populations that we'll find out later would benefit. The downside, in my view, is that uh, for people, for example, with generalized anxiety, as an example, where there are approved safe and effective uh, therapies, medications for that, that they would say, well, you know, I don't want to take the FDA approved drugs. I want to experiment with the mushrooms and then forego a proven treatment for one that's experimental. So that's the downside of it. Um, but in my view, the potential upside is, 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 uh, is high. Is, there's a more of a potential upside than downside to it. And like anything in public health, you know, that you, we do or in medicine, really, you look at the potential benefits versus the potential threats. And then you weigh that in an assessment and see if it's a good policy or good therapy. And in my opinion, this is a good experimental therapy. It's, I think the bill is well thought out. It's from Senator Shope. And uh, I think there's good guardrails. That, you know, the, the, the unknown thing at the end is how good of a job will the state health department do building the regulations that need to be in place to make this safe and effective, um, or at least safe. Uh, and will they do a good job enforcing those regulations? And that's yet to be seen. And again, but I think the upside is better than the downside. And I want to clarify right now, just like you said, we are talking about approval for medicinal use right now, but let's play this out down the road. Well, in a clinic, too, not just mm-hmm. like, uh, hey, I'm going to this medicinal dispensary. Like Correct. The pot. Right. So, right. But, but do you see a scenario playing it out similar to marijuana where a couple years down the road, we do start having a, a recreational discussion about it if it is approved in a clinic for medicinal use. Again, not at your home, but in a clinic. Do you see this taking on the same you know, growth or pathway down the road to you know, recreational legalization? In a word, yes. <laughs> really? That's where oh, I think okay. this is going in the end. And what and do you well, think about at, what do you think about recreational use of it in a, down the road? Well, I, it, it, this is a lot like medical marijuana. Remember, uh, I was the director of the health, health department when we started that back in 2010, 2011, and it did morph into a recreational program. Um, I, I think as when this becomes, I'm going to say when I think this is going to happen. 
um, and becomes a clinical setting and, a, you know, a clinical therapy, uh, you know, I think over the course of time, there will be more and more stories coming out from people who have benefited from it. Uh, and I, I don't see a whole lot of downside to it as long as there's good guardrails. And I, then I think people's perception of mushrooms as a recreational drug could eventually change and we could end up eventually, I'm not talking about today, but in 10 years, we could sure. end up being like Oregon, I think, where uh, it's a, you know, or decriminalized. Will Humble is the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association. Will, I got uh, just a couple more questions, especially as we, I think there are other examples beside marijuana that we can look at. And I wanted to kind of grill you on that. And I, I'd like to do that on the other side. Cool with you? It'll be just a minute. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Cool. Very good. So we'll talk with Joe. Uh, there are other drugs that are being used for psychological therapy that are not taking the same path as marijuana. We'll evaluate that in a moment. Psilocybin is what you get when you mix, I believe, cow manure and mushrooms. Exactly sure how this is grown. Joe, we've been talking about the magic mushrooms. How could this not be popular? I mean, who doesn't want to mix cow manure with stuff? I don't know who the first person was to try this. Has always been what's what's going through my mind when it comes to magic mushrooms. Will Humble is with us. Will is the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association. Will, can you help us straighten that out? At some point, somebody was cleaning up the field and saw a mushroom and thought, huh, I wonder how good this is. Uh, would that have ever crossed your mind, Will? Well, this has actually been going on for centuries, really. Somebody I had mean, to be the first, indig- Will. Somebody had to be the first. Yeah, yeah. Indigenous tribes, I think. or well, I don't know if they were tribes back then. Indigenous people in North America and probably in other parts of the world, too. I, you know, this has been – people have been using uh, psychedelics like this for probably all of mankind. So – You'd have to go back a lot of generations to find that first person. So that's interesting that you would say that because it's been going on for a long, long time. And this is one of the parallels it does have with marijuana. I was reading some of the opposition. The opposition is that the only reason that anyone wants to legalize psilocybin, which is the magic mushrooms, for therapeutic reasons is so that they can, in the future, legalize it for recreational reasons. But there are other examples of drugs that I'm seeing being used in the... The, the clinical uh, world that you could make the same argument. For instance, I have a friend who has battled uh, treatment resistant depression for the last few years. And every single day I am relieved when I get a text or when I see that he's posted something online because I'm terrified. His depression has been so debilitating. I'm just afraid that one day I'm going to get a phone call. Right. Hmm. He did the ketamine treatment. He said it didn't really work for him, but he tried that. And I was glad that somebody who was otherwise treatment resistant was able to try something else. Ketamine, of course, is a big, scary word because you hear special K is on the streets and so forth. Will, how is how is psilocybin different than than special K or ecstasy, MDMA in the in the clinical uh, world? How is this different than those psychological therapies? Well, I mean, I think this would be different in the sense that there would be some public policy guardrails around how it was used and the ways it was used and who and who could you know participate in it yeah so you know, so it's, so to me it's it's about and we talked about it in the first half you know it, it a lot of this has to do with the quality of the regulations that end up being built by the state health department and how well they enforce those things so okay. any public policy is only as good as 
you know, how well it's how well the guardrail, how good the guardrails are and then how well they're enforced. That's so, the kind of profound thinking that gets you a talk show, Will. So be careful <laughs> when you throw that out there. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I think it's, it's different in some respects. And, and like I said in the first half, I don't see this going rapidly towards recreational okay use, okay. but I do see it end up in probably decriminalization at some point, you know, taking it off of the the criminal penalty title 13 punishment list. Yeah. All right. Well, we're interested in watching how this develops. Will, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. And we're hoping to be able to call on you as this develops. Thanks. Will, uh, Will Humble is the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association.